with that. Tune in to the Skyscraper Fantasy Spotlight Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Skyscraper Fantasy Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Malak, joined, as always, by the Commissioner, Silo Grasso and the CEO, Steve Sack. Boys, how you doing? Been a little bit. What's up, guys and girls? What's up, everybody? Make sure you guys are checking us out at soundcloud.com slash skyscraper sports and following our Twitter at skyscraper S-P-R-T-S. Uh, interact with us, ask fan questions. We'll always answer them. We will be back once a week, so stay with us here. And we're going to start off, you know... Sunday, just finishing up the 4 o'clock games, getting prepped for the Sunday night games and the Monday night games. Week 3, almost in the books. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of guys disappointing, a lot of guys, you know, proving their value, proving their worth. So we're going to dive into who has been the biggest disappointments through week 3 and who have been the biggest surprises. And we're going to start off with the disappointments, guys that were drafted either high or just expected to do more. Then they're showing this far through the first three weeks. So uh, I'll start it off with a guy that I'm pretty disappointed in thus far. And that's got to be Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was drafted. You know, he had a big game today. Two touchdowns over just about 20 fantasy points. You know, finally got back to doing what he does. But his touchdowns were both from a yard out. Kind of just fell in. Still wasn't really impressive. Wasn't more than four yards per carry. And, you know, through the first two games, what's really concerning me more than anything with Gurley is the lack of production from that offense. I know they look great so far today. You know, that game's in a delay with two minutes left, so we'll see if he finishes off with a couple more uh, big runs. But, yeah, overall, Case Keenum has not looked good. They have not been able to move the ball whatsoever. And the stack boxes that we were worried about is exactly what Gurley's seeing. So I'm disappointed in Gurley. I know he had a great game today. I think that now's the time maybe to try to pull the trigger and get rid of him because it's not going to get any easier for the Rams offense. Uh, CeeLo, you got anybody that's disappointing you so far? Yeah, Adrian Peterson, torn meniscus. I drafted him uh, ninth overall. No, sorry, seventh. And uh, now I, I completely regret it. Uh, regret it. Uh, I should have drafted Ezekiel Elliott, but uh, did you take him or no? AJ? No. I did not. I have him in a different league. Okay, okay. Yeah. Adrian Peterson, biggest disappointment, guys. Very bad for my team. Um, I'm down two running backs. I actually had Abdullah, and now AP's done. What about you, Steve? Yeah, by the way, thanks for dropping him, because if he comes back in December, I'll use him to beat you in the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you for the prediction that I'll be making the playoffs like I always do in my league. Yes, sir, of course. So um, my my most disappointing player is Lamar Miller. A lot of people would say that he's he's not really disappointing so far, but in my opinion, he is because he's averaging 3.6 yards per carry on 74 carries. So this guy's averaging almost pretty much 25 carries a game, and they keep running him inside, and in my opinion, he's not a power back. He's a guy that beats you with speed, so I think they should keep running him uh, on the outside more often. Yep. But um, I just think that... He, he his production isn't matching, um, you know, what they're expecting out of him. Like three point six yards per carry. That's, it, it, I mean, it's not absolutely terrible. It's not two yards per carry, but I just think that I was expecting a lot more out of him this year, especially since I kept him and everything like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully he'll break out on one of those eighty yard runs like he always used to do in Miami. So he's just been disappointing me a little and, so far. Uh, Come on, Lamar. 
we can quote him saying that he didn't come to uh, Houston, not scoring touchdowns. He should have stood in my uh, Miami. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, another guy that I'm really disappointed in is Randall Cobb. I own a ton of Randall Cobb, and he's just been flat out bad. I mean, today they had four four passing touchdowns in the first half, and Randall Cobb only saw three targets in the whole game. Uh, that's unacceptable for Randall Cobb, a guy that you assume is the second option in that passing game, but it hasn't looked that way so far. So I don't have high hopes for Cobb. I'm hoping he could bounce back. He can't be much worse than he's been, but he needs to really step it up. Silo, you got another disappointment? Yeah, Abdullah. I thought he was really going to take the top off this year. That Lions offense without Calvin Johnson is insane right now. They move the ball quick. They're getting Tate involved. They're getting Ebron involved. I love that offense right now. You know, now. a guy named Marvin Jones did, you know, pretty decent. Yeah, Marvin play. Jones. Marvin Jones coming up later in the podcast with a surprise accolade. Yes, Steve, yes. you got another disappointment. See those disappointments. No, I don't. I was gonna say hurt. yeah. So I was gonna say your your disappointments are injuries. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm I'm knocking on wood right now. I don't uh, have any injuries, but just Lamar Miller. Just uh, expecting a lot more out of him. So. Stay tuned. We'll see if my boy Lamar can uh, pick it up. All right. We got a uh, big surprise. There's two guys that have well outplayed what we thought they were going to do. And I'm going to start it off with the guy I was banging the table for this offseason, a guy that is just a great player and just needs an opportunity. And that's Spencer Ware. We've seen what he's been able to do without Jamal Charles in the lineup. He's averaging well over four yards per carry. He even did it today against the great Jets front. He's just been unbelievable. He's just a really, really, really good running back, and I'm hoping that when Jamal Charles gets back, they turn to more of a committee. I've never really requested a committee before, but I want a committee because Spencer Ware, at this point in his career, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's a better player than Jamal Charles. I mean, I mean, we'll see. That's bold. We'll see, but Jamal Charles at this stage in his career, I don't think that he's going to be able to produce the way Spencer Ware is producing right now. Well, he's going to take uh, reps away from Spencer Ware, so that's going to hurt 100%. his value. It'll hurt his value for sure, but I'm just hoping that they don't completely go away from Ware because he's just a beast. So you got a guy that you're impressed with so far? Melvin Gordon from San Diego. Hello, San Diego. How about them charges out there? No, he's a beast. He really is. And now Woodhead went down. Expect uh, more catching, catching balls. Yes, yeah. catching balls out of the backfield. Steve, that's your boy. At Melvin least Melvin Gordon got in the end zone a couple of times finally. Yeah, after not going in last year. So my guy is actually Stefan Diggs of the Minnesota Vikings. I picked him up late in the draft. I think it might have been like ninth, tenth round. And this dude just absolutely went off. When when was that Monday night game? Right, or was that Sunday night? That was the Sunday night game. Sunday night game. Like everyone, all the analysts were saying, a star is born and everything like that. This guy through three uh, three games has 325 yards, 20 receptions, and one TD. Uh, the last two games with He Bradford. was leading the NFL in receiving yards, I assume, no longer with yeah. Marvin Jones today. Yeah, uh, he was leading the league in, in yards when he was on my bench. And then I started him this week, and he got me six fantasy points. <laughs> So I see you, Stefan, and uh, I was really messed up of you to do that to me. But, yeah, he's been a real big surprise for me, and I think that if you have him, you have to start him. I think that I don't care what round you drafted him or who else you have unless it's 
you know, Julio and OBJ and everything like that. But I'm starting him every week now in my flex, and he's just been a real pleasant surprise for me. Sorry for uh, shouting out to San Diego. They just lost. I'm sorry about <laughs> that. Yeah, a lot of Chargers fans are listening. You know? <laughs> Another guy that's been extremely impressive for me is Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde's a guy that I was super down on because, you know, playing in a bad offense, much like Todd Gurley, I did think that them playing from behind often would favor Carlos Hyde. But even today, we saw them get down early 37-3. to And, you know, they still fed Carlos Hyde. He found his way into the end zone two times against a tough Seahawks defense. Carlos Hyde's a guy that you're not going to find many running backs who are going to get the ball more than Hyde with the red zone opportunities. Chip Kelly loves to funnel his offense through his RB1. And I think Carlos Hyde, I was way too low on him. And I think he's got to be a top 20 back at least for the time being, even against the tough. I thought his schedule was tough, but I mean, he proved that his first matchup with the Seahawks, he's not worried about the matchups whatsoever. He's going to find the end zone and he's been running well. So I'm really impressed with Carlos Hyde. Yeah, same. What about you, Steve? I'm very impressed by him. Go ahead, Silo. <laughs> uh, we're going to be doing trade for trade. No, one more guy you're impressed with. Oh. Um, I'm gonna, same thing with Carlos Hyde. Is it because you own him? Uh, yeah, because I just benched him. Uh, he has over 20 fantasy points in two games out of three. It's not bad. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all right. We'll, we'll see. Steve, you got any other guys that you're impressed with? Just Stefan. No one else in the NFL that you're impressed with as this far? Uh, Stefan is on my team, so he's who, who is impressing me. I don't care about what anyone else does. All right, fine, guys, fine. You don't have to be impressed with anyone else, whatever. Um, we're going to move on to guys that you should be looking to trade and guys you are looking to trade for. So when you're looking to trade for someone, you want a guy who's been doing well because you want to be able to get more for him. So you're not going to trade a Randall Cobb because you'd get a chewed piece of gum for him at this point. You want to trade for guys that are playing very well. So, Steve, name me someone that you're looking to unload and get maximum value for because you don't think they're going to keep it up in the second half. Okay. My guy I'm trading, I'm selling high on him, is Michael Crabtree, part of Team Jordan. Uh, He has 39.5 fantasy points and .5 PPR. That's 13 a week. 13.16666. 13.16666. And Amari Cooper, who was, who's, who, what was he, round was he drafted? Third round, second. second round, around that. He has 36.5. So Crabtree is outscoring him again. And he outscored him overall last year. So I just feel like Amari Cooper is really going to start taking off. I just I have a feeling and I just think that if anyone has Michael Crabtree, I would really recommend selling high on him because you can get a lot from him right now. CEO, what about you, guy you're looking to sell high? Told you guys from the start, and I'll say it again. Eddie Lacy will take the top off. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, he will take the top off throughout the whole entire season. He has 4.9 yards each carry. Okay, guys? Right now. This no week t- or this, no, no, this year? Just this year right now out of three games. He has no touchdowns, so wait for him. Trade for Lacy, though. So I'm this is a guy you're trading for? Yes. Okay, I asked you, what about a guy you're selling Hi, you know the question I asked you. Who are you trading? Oh, who am I trading? Um, I am trading Carlos Hyde. Um, like we said before, he has over twenty fantasy points, two out of three games. This is not the Hyde podcast, by the way, Carlos Hyde podcast. This is a skyscraper fantasy spotlight podcast. A guy that I'm looking to trade. Wow, he's 
value is as high as possible is Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray has happened to find the end zone three times, so his stock is through the roof right now. But if you take a deeper look at the actual games, you'll notice that he is not getting the ball nearly as much as you would hope. Today he had 10 rushes for 37 yards. He had one one catch for one yard, but he's not getting even 15 touches a game. He's just happened to find the end zone the first three, but he's in a full-blown committee. That committee's not even two-headed. It's three-headed. Um, six players on the Oakland Raiders got a carry today. That includes Derek Carr, but they're working in the fullback, Alawali. They're using DeAndre Washington, who looked great, six, six rushes for 57 yards. And Jalen Richard, they seem to really like as well, who's been a great after contact. So that's a full-blown committee. You need to sell Latavius Mary ASAP because he has three touchdowns. He's in the RB1 category right now in terms of scoring, but his workload is RB3-ish. He's in a full-blown committee. Get rid of him this week. Do not wait another second. Trade him for whatever you can. Yeah, I'm just not understanding that uh, uh, Raiders offense right now. It just doesn't make any sense. It's the backfield's a jumbled mess, and you need to figure out a way to get rid of Murray. And they have one of the best lines also. We're both selling Raiders. Yes, we're selling. Okay. Sell your Raiders. We're selling the West Coast right now. All right, and I want to say who I'm trading for now. Go ahead. I'm trading for a guy by the name of Julian Edelman. He plays up in New England. Does he? So, so far he has 18 catches for 180 yards and zero touchdowns, and he's been playing with backups and backups, backups. And there's a guy named Tom Brady. I know, you know, a couple people probably heard about him. He's coming, he's coming back in two weeks. Um, this is the last week he's suspended. So I am really, if anyone wants to load off Edelman, let me know because we all know Tom Brady's going to come out firing and just a big F you to, uh, you know, the commission <laughs> over there. So I would just, anyone on the Patriots, especially with Gronk now, Gronk's been hurt. He's been dealing with a lot of stuff. So I would, uh, Julian Edelman, I think is going to get a lot of targets like he always does. And if you can try to get him. Uh, like Silo said, his guy was Lacey that you should be trading for obviously hasn't been able to find the end zone yet but has been ultra productive my guy is jeremy macklin that you should be trading for jeremy macklin has is on pace for 170 targets this year which would be definitely in the top 10 in the nfl you know he's their primary passing weapon i know when jamal charles gets back that'll probably cut into his targets a bit but if you look at jeremy macklin's schedule coming up he's got Pittsburgh, Oakland, New Orleans, Indy, Jacksonville. And that's his next five games. So, I mean, those are all below average secondaries at the very least. I think that Macklin, you know, he's been ultra, ultra safe. You know, he's not a guy that he's not a name that you look at and say, wow, you know, I need Jeremy Macklin. But if you just look at his numbers, he's not he's not one of like Kelvin Benjamin today was the number. He's the number one wide receiver coming into week three and gets you zero catches. Like, that's something you're not going to worry about with Jeremy Macklin. You know, he might not every week take the top off, as CeeLo would say, but he's going to get you solid points, and this schedule coming up is juicy. And then in the playoffs, you got Oakland and Tennessee before he plays Denver in what would probably be your championship week, but you'd be able to bench him against Denver. And that's a home game, so it's not as scary as being in Denver, but he's just got great matchups the rest of the way. He also, after that Jacksonville game plays Carolina, then goes to Tampa Bay, then has Denver, but then plays Atlanta before playing Oakland and Tennessee. So he's got just a plethora of juicy matchups coming up. 
So he's definitely firmly on the wide receiver two radar with wide receiver one upside. He's a very safe guy. Probably not very expensive to trade for right now, so I would go get him. You guys got anyone else that you would trade for? No, I'm fine. You're fine? You're not trading for anyone else? No, because I need running backs in my league. I have a question for you. What do you make of the Arizona Cardinals wide receivers? Is there anyone that you would try to unload and or go get? I know John Brown's been slow coming around. He led the team in receiving yards today with 70 yards. Michael Floyd hasn't looked good, and Fitz has looked really good. So would you sell Fitz, or are you keeping him for the rest of the year if you have him? Keep Fitz. Um, He's being targeted the most out of Michael Floyd in the contract year. And John Brown hasn't been shining lately, so I would definitely keep Fitz. Would you try? Be, would you be trying to trade for either Floyd or Brown? Yes and no. Michael Floyd, like I just said, in contract year. I'm a guy that goes by contract years, loses weight, blah blah, all that other stuff off the field. AKA Eddie Lacy, just to Eddie yeah, Lacy. Pretty much like that. Michael Floyd should be dominating everyone, but he really isn't. So I would trade for John Brown. Over Michael Floyd because John Brown is a speedy guy. I think he has higher higher ceiling too. He has more potential than Michael yeah, Floyd. Yeah, I, I would agree. And another that. thing, like I'm just looking at the stats right now, that receiving core is scary. It, like especially for fantasy players. Like I'm looking at the stats. Jerron Brown three catches today. Uh, Michael Floyd four catches today. John Brown, how many did he have? Six. Six. Larry Fitzgerald seven. So all these guys are getting catches it's not like one or two guys like antonio brown so that scares you as a fantasy owner you don't want carson palmer had a brutal day yeah he he threw almost as many interceptions as uh c lewis boy ryan fitzpatrick (laughs) yeah let's let's take a minute for uh for the resident jets fan i know it's been a tough day for us giants fans too eli with a bad turnover a chance to go three and oh he absolutely blew it miserable miserable ending to that game but it did make me feel better to uh Watch Ryan Fitzpatrick throw six interceptions. The Jets throw the Jets with a total of eight turnovers in the game. So, uh, Silo, you wanna are you trading for Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> oh yes, certainly. If I want to lose, <laughs> um, did he put more points than Carson Palmer? Or no, probably not. No, Ryan Fitz- not. There's no way. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Carson Palmer had four points today, by the way. But I want to see how many points Fitzpatrick. Ryan had. Fitzpatrick had negative two point eight points. <laughs> a quarterback. And he played the whole game. He played the whole game. Negative 2.8 points a day. You could have had Ryan Fitzpatrick and needed one point, and you would have lost. (laughs) I want to – if there's a guy out there that listens to this that had Ryan Fitzpatrick going and needed, like, three points from him to to win the game, let us know. We're going to send you a (laughs) T-shirt that says, I survived Ryan Fitzpatrick's week three game against the Chiefs. Listen, the Jets knew what they were coming into this game. You're versing a horizontal – Offense. Spencer Ware is good. I thought that front seven would shut him down, but they didn't. The tight ends took over that game. Spencer and David Ware's Harris is getting – he's old and slow now. He's not He's not what he used to be. Spencer Ware is a beast. Um, just another thing, Skyscraper Fantasy Spotlight Podcast, Episode 1. We endorsed Terrell Pryor as a guy that you might want to – Yep, yes, we did. Terrell Pryor today, 35 yards passing. Had a rushing touchdown and a hundred and over a hundred yards receiving. Hundred fourteen. So he's going to be considered as a wide receiver going forward. Still, yes. but he get, he will and until further notice he will be running wildcat and actually throwing passes. He's an ultra weapon uh, as of right now. That's are you are you running to pick him up as we're talking? About? No, no. Why would you say that? 
Don't, can you, Commissioner, block this. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's he's been doing really well for the Browns. Definitely, if he's if he's still on the waiver wire, definitely got to scoop him up. All right, and now we're going to go to a little segment where we're going to give it out an award for the Take the Top Off MVP of Week 3. So CeeLo has to give out his trophy for the guy that took the top off the most in Week 3, and I have a feeling I know who's getting this very special award. Detroit Lions. Marvin Jones! Over 200 receiving yards against Packers defense. That wasn't. That was very surprising. Two touchdowns too. He. That was. I was watching that game and all I could think was, "Wow, he's taking the top off." <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. Was CeeLo is probably watching this right now, taking his top off at yeah. Marvin Jones. I was hoping he was going to take his top off. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> all right. So just before uh, we get out of here, we're going to preview the two games coming up. We got the Sunday night game, the Cowboys taking on the Bears. The Bears' defense is all sorts of banged up. I think Dak Prescott's an interesting streamer option if you have him out there. Um, I'm not sure Jay Cutler's playing. I'm pretty sure it's going to be Brian Hoyer. Anyone that you're excited about watching in this game, I'm not high on Alshon Jeffrey, even though it's a great matchup just because Brian Hoyer. The Chicago Bears' backfield's a mess. I'm thinking more on the Cowboys' side for fantasy production. What do you think we're going to see out of Des Bryant and Ezekiel Elliott tonight? Uh, Ezekiel is going to go off. Uh, that defensive, I mean, uh, offensive line is still amazing out of two weeks that they played. And Elliott's still going to, you know what, take the top off. Steve, All right, you, so what do you, do you guys think is going to win first off? Let me ask you that. Uh, unfortunately, I think the Cowboys are going to Who do you think, Seal? Cowboys, because I like Prescott okay. a lot. So the Cowboys are going to be winning, so they're going to be running it more to waste the clock. And the Bears are going to be down, so they're going to be throwing it to try to score. Jay Cutler's a bum. He's not he's even playing. playing. Brian Hoyer's playing. He's a bum. Oh, he's out? Yeah, he's out. Ooh. He All tore right. ligaments Brian in his Hoyer. thumb, right? Brian Hoyer is a bum. Didn't Jay Cutler tear yeah. ligaments in his thumb, or was that the Patriots? No, he, he did. They he, both did? Yeah. All right, well, yeah, because I, I had that happen to me, and it literally takes months to feel normal. Like, it still doesn't feel normal. I, I did that playing basketball, so it's not like a little injury. So are you saying that Jay Cutler just saw his last snap last week uh, with the Bears? No, he's still, he's still going to play, but... Uh, let's like let's maybe just in a equate weeks. that Jay Cutler is tougher than you. We'll, we'll start with that. Okay. <laughs> you could say that, but that's not true. And you, jam, <laughs> and you jam your fingers every time you play basketball, too. Yeah. So. Um, you need a glass. What do you okay. expect to see from Des Bryant tonight? Des Bryant, I think that whatever he does, it's going to be in the first half or like the first three quarters or because they're going to be winning. So I don't see them throwing it a lot. I think I they're going to run it. I think they're going to run it a lot with Elliott. And I think Alshon Jeffrey is going to have a big day. Um, I don't know. I think he's going to have over 100 yards. I I do not think he's going to get his first touchdown, but I think he's going to be – because they're going to be throwing it a lot, so I like Jeffrey. I think that Des Bryant and Ezekiel Elliott both have their breakout games this season. I think Des is going to catch one, maybe two touchdowns, and Ezekiel Elliott, I think this is the coming out party for him, you know. I think this is the night where he put on SportsCenter and it's Cowboys for the next three hours, which I can't Great. can't wait for. I'm just kidding. But, yeah, Ezekiel Elliott, I think his breakout night's coming tonight. Yes, it is. I think you could expect a monster game, maybe 25 carries, 150 yards, something crazy, I just think. Because even when CeeLo asked me if I was worried about Ezekiel Elliott's rookie wall, I think he's kind of hitting it as he's still producing solid fantasy numbers. Like, he's found his way into the end zone twice. In the second game, he's hitting the wall? I think he's just the wall start. Like, he's still trying to get... Uh, adequated to the NFL game, and he 
still producing at a top level, even performing bad. He hasn't had four yards to carry and is just falling into the end zone, which you'll take in fantasy. Yeah, you don't see that many rookies start off slow and then get hot out of nowhere, but this is this, this is the week where you he's don't. a guy. What about Todd Gurley? I was just about to say that. No, I'm saying rookie. Todd Gurley was a rookie last year. Four games out and then exploded. He you was did. out four games and he exploded. You just said you don't see many rookies start slow and then explode. He was out four games. That's starting slow. That's not starting slow. He was out. He was <laughs> an injury. Well, you just called disappointments injuries. Oh. Yeah, because it's my fantasy team. And I'm upset. <laughs> you got to keep your feelings out of this. Siwa has just been very upset since he lost both his starting running backs to the IR on the same day. Um, <laughs> as... <laughs> um, just think about that I for a second. It's terrible. I was at work watching on TV. I worked by, uh, at Dick's Sporting Goods. Shout out to them. Thank you for the job. Uh, but anyway, I swear Shout that wasn't Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> we need a sponsor. Yeah, I was watching on TV, and I'm like, "There's no way this is happening." I always come in third place in my league. I'm sick of it. I thought I was going to take the top off myself this year with the, yeah. my fantasy draft, but I didn't. Now uh, you don't have to worry about coming in third this year. Yeah, I'm coming in first, that's why. No, you're coming in bottom Eighth. six. But um, now for the Monday night game, Saints versus Falcons. I expect a lot of points to be scored. You know, start whoever you can. Willie Sneed's a game-time decision. I wouldn't start him, but I would start Breeze. I would start even Fleener, even though he's been disappointing. I'd start Julio. I'd you would start, start Fleener? Yep. I'd start Tevin Coleman. I'd start Devonta Freeman. I think they'll both be productive. Matt Ryan should be all right. Um, sleeper, the, sleeper, sleeper, sleeper is Jacob Tammy. Mm, Jacob Tammy's been all right. Mark Ingram, I would start. Uh, is there anyone in this game that Wait, Brandon did you say Cooks? Ingram? Yeah. Hop off the Ingram train, please. There we go with that. Hop off it. Who are you most excited to watch in this matchup, Steve? Julio. Why? Because he's a good wide receiver and he's going to score a lot of points. <laughs> you're just saying that because you're down. From all right, I'm down, I think, 65 now in my league. We play .5 PPR. I have Drew Brees, Alshon Jeffrey, and Julio Jones going. All right, basically. That's a loss. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's it's not. Loss. It's not impossible. AJ, AJ Drew Brees Steve. twenty. Julio Jones fifteen. You're at thirty-five. Julio Jones fifteen. Yeah. Against the Saints. Okay. Twenty. So give them both twenty. You need twenty-five from Alshon. You need all three players to score. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I said it's not impossible. It's impossible. All right. Yeah. I'm going so to. I'm going to update you guys. Next, I'm going to update you guys next week. Let's who you are you know. most excited to see in the Monday night game? Jacob Tammy. Really? Why is that? Uh, because I think uh, the Saints know it's going to go to Julio. Sanu, uh, look up the stats, please, because he Why? did terrible last week, and it might happen again. But, you know, it is the Saints' defense, so you don't know. But I do like Jacob Tammy this week Saints' defense was pretty good against the Giants. Last week, Sanu had three catches for 19 yards. Yeah, this is what you're going to get out of Sanu, inconsistency. So I'll, I think a lot of targets will be going to Jacob Tammy soon, and that's going to be a good tight end for you guys, so he's a sleeper. All right. Um, what do you think? What do I think? I think the guy I'm most excited to watch is Drew Brees. I think he's done for four hundred. Oh, I have another one. Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman's another guy that I really like. I think that. But I also, people are low on Devonta Freeman. I think Freeman's going to have a big game. Remember when I, when we said our bust of the year? Yeah. A couple episodes ago? Yeah. And I said Devonta Freeman. I said Todd Gurley. Listen listen to what we're saying. And you know how I said my sleeper was? Spencer Ware. If you would have drafted Spencer Ware, you just got three w- weeks of RB1 production for free. But, um, yeah, so in that, in that uh, also the Thursday night game coming up this week, super excited about Bengals-Dolphins. 
I think AJ Green going to have a monster night. Take the ball. Monster. Terrell Pryor dropping 25 fantasy points on the Dolphins. AJ Green is going to go bananas. Like, I'm talking. I don't know what I'm talking. I'm talking numbers that we haven't seen. Maxwell, the cornerback on the Miami on Miami Dolphins, is terrible. Yeah, he's well, Terrell Pryor legit ran a slant, and Maxwell was still up the field. Like, it was <laughs> disgusting. Well, that's what we got for you guys today. Um, we're happy to be back. We're going to come back once a week, you know, start to get back in the flow of things, talking about the games that happen. You know, we've been pretty accurate with our analysis thus far. You know, we're telling you to trade for Eddie Lacy. We're telling you to trade for guys like uh, Jeremy Macklin. Edelman. Julian Edelman. We're telling, Wait you, for that. Wait. telling you to get rid of Latavius Murray, get rid of Carlos Hyde. And Crabtree. Get rid of Michael Crabtree. Crabtree. You know, we've been pretty accurate so far. So keep rocking with us. Send in your questions if you got them. Hashtag SS Fantasy. Right. Hashtag SS Fantasy. You can find us all on Twitter. Um, use the hashtag and we'll we'll respond to you. You don't have to come looking for us. But, um, yeah, that's going to be all we got for you today. So thanks for tuning in to Episode 3. Remember to check four. it. Episode 4. I apologize. Yeah, I lose I lose track of time. Well, yeah, because you're losing in fantasy also, so that's why. Yeah, it's messing with this head. That's I'm, I'm by the a... way, guys, hold on. AJ and Steve have the best teams, and the worst teams in my league are the best teams right now, and these two right here have the best teams, and they're the worst teams. Me and Steve clearly have the best rosters in the league, and we're both one and two just off pure. I, I beat Steve in week one. He dropped I thought we weren't going to bring that up. He dropped 137 points, and I beat him with 144. I thought we weren't going to bring what that up. We're going to bring that up. He ne- I needed 20 Two from Antonio Brown, and he was twerking on Steve's fantasy. Yeah, team. and I lost, and I saw Antonio Brown twerking in the end zone, and that just really put me in a great mood. You know what I mean? <laughs> on Monday night, just got back to work and everything like that, so that was a great Monday for me. I got to see a guy twerk and uh, make me lose in fantasy. <laughs> All right, guys. So thanks for tuning in with us, and we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya later.